0: How to drive a consistent flow of leads and patience to your practice that only gets better over time. Unlike social media where your post is only going to be alive for 24, 48 hours and if it doesn't do its job, people have missed it and you've missed the opportunity to drive people to take action. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about all things blogging and do not switch off when you hear the word blogging. I'm going to make it nice and easy for you to create content that converts prospects into patients. Welcome to the Medical Spa Marketing Show, a podcast dedicated to helping you market your medical aesthetic practice, be it a skincare clinic, plastic surgery, dermatologist, and of course, our medical class. I'm here to help you learn all the tips and tricks on how to get your medical span noticed on social media, increase your visibility on Google, generate leads through different channels and optimize marketing automations so it works for you while you sleep. Get ready to see successful results in no time. All right, let's do this. Let's start out with stating the obvious. Not everybody wants to be on video, so blogging is an excellent starting point. To get your content out into the world, it's less intimidating. It's easy to do because you're behind the scenes. You do not need to focus on what you look like, getting set up, all that good stuff. Yes, amazing. If you can marry the blogging with the video content and put them together. But let's be real, not everybody is into video. I'm one of those people when it comes to looking for a service or looking for something in the aesthetic world. I prefer a blog post over a video and very rarely do I watch the video when it's on the blog post. And I know there are people are total opposite people. When they search and they go to YouTube, they would rather YouTube or video content provide them with the answers. But not everybody is that way. It easily allows you to share your expertise through words, whether it's providing insights on the latest skincare treatments or offering advice on post-surgical recovery. A well-crafted blog post can provide valuable information that will connect you with the reader on a personal level and establish you as the thought leader, as the expert for whatever it is that they happen to be looking for without the pressure of reaching out to you or having to communicate in a way that they do not want to. Imagine owning a website that truly represents your practice, your brand, your personality. And then the bonus you're seeing a major boost in your website visibility. You're seeing a boost in your patients, You're seeing a boost in your leads. And blogging is the real way when you can compete with whatever big franchise is in your city or how you compete with the surgeons in Beverly Hills who have a lot of money to spend on marketing, can have the jazziest of the websites, can invest in people to do their SEO for them. This is the way you can compete with the biggest practice Biggest clinic by answering people's questions through blogging. All right, let's dive into what is a blog post. Blogging at its core is simply storytelling. It's a way to weave in your knowledge, your experiences, and the personal touch of your practice into narratives that resonate with your audience. In short, it's a way of answering people's questions. Questions. Blogging helps distinguish you as the expert. Providing answers to people's questions is key to conversation. If you don't answer people's questions, they'll find somebody who does. And a classic representation of this is addressing cost. How much is Botox? How many units will I need? What post-care do I need to do? Is it painful? And you've heard me say it before, if this is not your first time listening, what removes price from being a barrier, even if you're most expensive, is talking about the price <laughs> and talking about your expertise and talking about the questions that people have. And the simplest way to know what to talk about is answering people questions, what you hear every single day. People are searching for what they do not know the answer to. So if your patients have it and you hear same questions over and over again, chances are other people have the same question. And chances are, you're probably not answering that question on your website. And then what do we need to do next? We need to go and create a great piece of content around it that shows off who you are, why you're the expert in it, and how you can help people. So when somebody gives somebody the information, they're going to be focused on your practice and not looking elsewhere. And why I harp on about the cost question, I cannot be dealing with the people on their website to call for pricing who wants to call for pricing? Nobody. You could be doing Botox for $5 a unit, or you could be doing it for $55 a unit, but not talking about it is not going to make a difference. It's just going to exclude you from the conversation on who they're looking for as their practitioner. I need to be informed. I am not going to pick up the phone. I'm not going to email you. I'm not going to fill in a contact form on the website. I look at you. Okay, they seem really good. They seem really knowledgeable. All right, well, how much is whatever I happen to be looking into? Call for pricing? No. If it depends, what? great. Let's create a blog post about why it depends on what factors go into cost and how much somebody should expect to pay. But if you have called for pricing, do yourself a favor. Take it off. Answer the questions. And it does not matter if you're the cheapest or the most expensive. Because blogging and talking about it will increase the amount of patients that you get, even if you're the most expensive. That's why blogging is so powerful. You position yourself as the expert. You're providing the answers to the questions. So yes, it's worth going to you. And then why don't we have um, another blog post talking about the the mistakes that happen with Botox? So you can talk about ptosis and you can talk about positions that some people place Botox or why somebody's unhappy with their Botox. It is a minefield of what you can create. And yes, Botox is the low hanging fruit when it comes to creating content, but we can take it for every single service. Like if we're looking at hydrofacial, and then we're going to emphasize the skin concerns that people are worried about, concerns that you know clients are worried about. And then you could create a blog on recovery tips. Well, what should you go to? What does hydrofacial help with? What end goals can you expect? It goes on and on. And I'll give you a few good blog posts that you should be creating um, at the end of the episode. So if the introduction to this episode hasn't convinced you that you need to start blogging, why should you start blogging and improve your current efforts? So let's have a look at some reasons why investing your time and energy into blogging is crucial. And in the upcoming sections that we'll go through here, we'll demystify the art of actually creating the content for your blog post or for your blog and you'll uncover the secrets of generating engaging informative content without it becoming a burden on your clinics resources and we'll even check out some viable options for outsourcing your blogging tips to make blog posting easy and how you can create all the content without adding it to your full full plate already all right so Reason number one why you should start blogging is simply just driving traffic to your website. So imagine your website as your digital front door to your practice. High traffic site means more eyes on your services, which will mean you're going to have more prospects, which means you're going to have more patients. You'll see an increase in your consultations, services, bookings, so long as your website is good. And I will link to a previous episode where we go through ways that yes you can have all the good content on your website but if your website's not set up for success so you can convert more prospects to patients that's other pieces so we just need to make sure we're ticking the box on that front but how you can attract those initial depths through your digital door that's where the blog post comes in so every time you post a blog you give the search engines a new page to index index means When you post a new blog post, you can do it manually or Google will crawl your website anyway. But once you do a new blog post, Google, its bots will crawl your new page and index it. So it lets Google know, hey, we've got a new page here on the website. So then Google knows we've got an extra page. So this increases your chances of showing up in the search engine results or you'll hear people call it the SERP, like the SERP, the search engine's results page. So it definitely is a pivotal point of entry for your prospective client. Frequently blogging acts as gateways, opportunities for people to walk through your door. And they're walking through your door without you having to do anything else because these people are searching for answers related to your services. You're answering those questions on your website and they make your practice not just an option, but the gold standard that they compare to others. They use your website as the source of what I look for in a practitioner, what can I expect? So you're the pivotal top of what they're looking for, that even when they're looking through others, it's easy to distinguish who their ideal practitioner is. And I just hinted about this, which is converting traffic into leads. So high traffic, yes, it's significant. Yes, it's important. But it's only half of the story. To convert these visitors into customers or patients, your blog should be designed to subtly lead them towards a call to action. So whether it's sign up for a guide, offer a consultation or a direct booking, the right blog can be the ultimate hook to get somebody to connect with you. So craft your content with careful intention, directing the readers on a journey that educates them and tells them that you are the right option. Education, give them every single piece of information that you think they will need to know in order to take the next step. And placing calls to action in the blog post is so much more less intrusive and far more effective than other pieces of content like videos, your website and your service page. You're establishing your authorities in the field of aesthetic medicine Trust is paramount. We see it when it all goes wrong. And like we've mentioned before, people have put trust in people who are out there with the video content only for medical licenses to get stripped. So people put trust in people very easily, which is a bad thing, but it's also a good thing when it's the right person that they put the trust into. So that's where you can create content about. Here's five red flags that if you're going for a surgery and this is what you're told, or if somebody's diluting the Botox so you don't see the results. Again, you can do this for days and that's where you help people understand, like, especially if you're a plastic surgeon and you've got the cosmetic surgeons or you're a cosmetic surgeon, this is not also intended really towards you. But on TikTok in particularly, like I've seen a frames where it's like mommy makeover and listing out all these things that you can get for under $10,000. And people are posting in the comments, where are you based? How do I book? How do I get started? And that's all the people are basing their trust and care in this person is on price. And that's where you need to talk about that. Because both in the plastic surgery and in the medical aesthetics field, complications is probably your number one client referrer. Because people go and make the mistake. And fixing mistakes? is so freaking expensive. I don't need to tell you that, but that's what you need to be telling your prospects about. The cost of bad surgery, the cost of a bad practitioner, the cost is minimal compared to if somebody goes and gets an $8,000 surgery and it costs $50,000 to fix and they have to go find the $50,000 because they're not going to go around disfigured or they're going to live their life extremely unhappy. And then you've also got the really bad cases where people die in some instances with with um, surgery. So again, how much more content do you need to have to be able to establish your trust and authority when it comes to talking to prospective patients? And if I haven't hooked you in yet, that yes, I need to start a blog or I need to improve my current blogging. The number one reason why you might have started blogging in the first place is improving your SEO, your search engine optimization. People enter med spa near me, plastic surgeon near me, facelift near me, brow lift near me, filler near me. We want to appear in those search results. SEO remains the most powerful tool right now to attract organic traffic. And this is where your blog post results compound over time. So yes, you create it. Yes, it might be crickets for a month, two months, three months. Then you start to see traction. And if your blog post is good and people are staying on and engaging with your content, it's sending all the good signals back to Google that what this person searched for, this person is answering, let's show this blog post to more people. And the more good signals that go back to Google, the more your content will rank. And then the more prospects that you're going to get and their clinic is going to be amazing. And this is where you remove the risk. the reliance on paid traffic, you remove the reliance on social media. Yes, both should always still be done, but most of the time, you're not going to have to spend as much on both of those aspects in time or in money because you're getting consistent flow of leads and prospects coming from organic search. An optimized blog post, complete with all the appropriate keywords, you're doing all the best practice, you're doing your internal links, you're doing external links, you've got your meta description in there you'll significantly improve your website's ranking. And one good blog post can help bring up the rest of your website. It helps tell Google who you are, what you do. And it's not just full of the best med spa in New York, the best med spa in Beverly Hills, best med spa Dallas. I always laugh when I look at websites. Like a lot of people would be unaware of it, like from just a normal person's point of view. But I'm pretty sure if you go to somebody's website, or your own website. I'm willing to bet that you probably fall into this category too. If you just if you Google Med Spa, Beverly Hills, pretty sure if you go on the top few results, they'll all have the keywords of best of. But I have more on that to help you rank. So I will give you a, a list of the blog posts that you can rank for. So you're not having to stuff your keywords on the front of the best of because it's it's over. Did you know to have a blog post, you do not need to be the blogger, you can have people, guest blog post on your site, which amplifies your voice and amplifies their voice and it's win-win. So you might be an expert in your field, but there's a wealth of knowledge beyond your practice. So guest bloggers can bring in a fresh perspective, new audiences and piggyback on their credibility or their piggybacking on yours, but both of you will be raised up and helping each other's SEO. They expand your topics you can cover, the depth of knowledge you can offer, and providing a professional network of individuals whose expertise complement your own. If you're a surgical practice, you can have surgeons write for it. You can have nurse practitioners write. You can have injectors ride. It doesn't need to be always you. And if you are a med spa, a perfect complement would be a plastic surgeon who you trust. So if you're... An aesthetic practice and people come to you where the results just aren't going to be achieved without surgical intervention. This is where you would partner with a surgery and vice versa. You can partner with and send clients to them. And then when somebody gets a procedure, be it face, body, there's always a medical spa aspect that goes with it. We can see everything is a win win when it comes to blogging. So let's talk about. What are our categories that we should be blogging about? A really good one is a how-to and turning a how-to into a how-to guide. You can have your blog post, but you can also have a downloadable piece that will help build your email list. This is circling back to what we talked about earlier with our little call to actions in our blog posts. So how-to guides will help you provide a light for the reader. So you're bringing them down a specific path to their aesthetic goals. We're subtly highlighting the experience and care that your practice offers. How-tos are really gems of lead magnets for aesthetic practices. We're equipping our prospects with the knowledge that they are looking for. In a service provider, you become their mentor. We're looking here at creating content that adds value. Value, 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 value. Don't think you need to gatekeep information. Gatekeeping information has no value to you. You want to make it visual. Make it visual. Using pictures of real people that show off what can be achieved. If you don't have the real pictures or you don't have permission to use them, you need to use images that are the best case of what can be achieved. But be honest, do not pretend they are yours. The content to be shareable and interactive. So make it easy for people to share. Put the content in a visual place on Pinterest. So a nice, simple how to guide, how to do X. So even if it's just how to do your skincare routine, here's the guide, here are the levels that you should apply your skincare in the morning. This is what you should do for your skincare at night. Boom, does what it says, gives the client's trust. You're now becoming their person who they go to for information. The next category you want to be looking at is industry news and staying in the flow. We want to create content around sharing industry news. So you want to keep your place as the go-to person for the latest news and updates. So that could be just new equipment, different laws, rules, regulations that are coming in, what somebody should expect, how policy has changed. You want to be able to piggyback or what people call newsjacking. So taking on a piece of content. And if we're looking in the video content realm, recently we've had Kylie Jenner with the bad placement of the under eye filler and everybody was talking about it. And then you've Demi Moore, who's had to get in a facelift revision and everybody talking how great that is and how the, the difference between the work that was done and how the injector versus the surgeon were feeling on both of those weeks when those pictures were released into the news. Keeping ahead of content, and that's where you could use your content of even being a celebrity and going to a celebrity doctor sometimes isn't what's going to get you the results because whether it be Demi Moore when she was a few years ago and her cheeks were so bizarre looking, maybe it was, in, it was all injector, maybe it wasn't a facelift revision. Who knows? You guys are the experts, but <laughs> I love this stuff. But to be able to educate people around the content and that's what can happen. Keep it time, you add in your context and spark conversation with your audience and keep it going. Um, one of the recent ones was I think only plastic surgeons could do. In Florida or State Pacific, don't quote me on it. This is not my area of expertise, but I believe that was Something that was looking to get passed or did get passed. It wasn't recent. It was probably a year ago. But that kind of stuff, like educating on the difference. And I know the second time I mentioned about, like, especially for plastic surgeons, you would want to highlight the difference between a plastic surgeon and a cosmetic surgeon. And then for our med spa people, well, this just depends on where you are. Then you have nurses can inject Botox and filler. But if you're in, say, the UK, anybody can inject filler. Beauticians can get filler, all that kind of stuff. You want to be highlighting the importance of the injector, and that's when a lot of it will come back to when people are price conscious shoppers, and you're going to the beautician, and then educating with uh, like anybody who shared bad experiences getting the cropsy, issues with blood vessels. You're never going to be short on content, and that is one of the trends that is going to change. I think for the next year is people are not going to price shop because people are so wary with social media, especially TikTok, Instagram, where people are sharing their stories and their horrific experiences. So people are gradually educating themselves, but you need to be there as the expert and how you manage it. And a great piece of content is how you manage complications and addressing your audience. Like, yes, you want to be able to administer Hylorona Day's It's a prescription medicine. They cannot go to a beautician down the road and get their filler dissolved. You want to be leaning into all those kind of pieces and newsjacking and go with the flow because that content will be trending. So if you're creating the extra piece of content plus your video to the mix, go. And the next piece that you might not even think is a blog post is your case study. So the proof is in the pudding. This is what I can do. Here are my before and afters. Nothing is more compelling than a tangible real world example. Personally, this is how I judge whether if I'm looking for something specific, who am I going to go to? And I will go through every case study, every before and after on people's websites who are coming up when I'm searching. And I will look like somebody who is my before. And then I can get the realistic expectation of the after because There's so many AI generated before and afters, which really sucks, but people can see through them, but not everybody does. I've seen some crazy facelifts, clearly not even the same woman afterwards, but you can stand behind your before and afters and I would give some color to it. So yes, we're not just a before and after page. That is the big difference here. It's not the before and after It's a before and after with a story what you did, what the procedure was like, what the downtime was like, how long the surgery actually takes, what complications they can expect, so on. Nice and simple and so damn effective. We all know we all have to post our before and afters. Yes, but nobody does before and after with the story. Before and after plus story. Yes, please. Next, we want to have a look at product and service reviews, testimonial from your patients. And this is where you will, again... You can do it in with the before and afters. You can get this top tip for this episode. I know sometimes price is an issue for some people or people are willing to do something in exchange for price. Like they might let you film whatever they're doing in exchange for a lower cost. But if you get somebody to blog their experience and even if it's just voice record and you can turn it into a blog post, getting somebody to write a blog post and the guest post is the client themselves. Think of the weight that that's going to carry on your site more than you talking about how amazing you are. It's somebody else talking about how amazing you are and how amazing the results are. So getting somebody to post on your website is so underutilized that if it's a personal experience and if it's a niche service, my experience of XYZ with XYZ, yeah. And that's where you get a lot of people traveling out of town for seeking you out when you're the best and the best. And it's backed up by somebody who is not you, even better. Let's blog behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, let's do a tour of your premises. Let's talk to the people who work there, who they are, what they do, how they help people be their best when they can expect to see them. So behind the scenes post, I, I really like these type of posts. And it, yes, I know we're in the blog post realm, but you can do lots of behind the scenes posts of a day in the life, all that kind of stuff and put it on your blog. The next one is nice, simple, easy, which is a listicle. So this is bytes of information. And this can really help you rank. If we're talking about lists of your best skincare, lists of treatments that can help with XYZ. And they can be a top page that you can have links on your listicles that link out to your other pieces of content, which is also another SEO best practice. Listicles are just list-based articles that are nice and digestible, shareable, bite-sized pieces of content. Again, if you've got a Pinterest, make it nice and appealing. If you don't have Pinterest, pop it on Instagram, get it on a carousel post, link back to your piece of content so people can learn more. This is where everything gets nice and simple for you to do. The more content you create, the more references you have and all the content that the people are looking for on this page, they go to your next page, to your next page, to your next page. Get the job done. Next, we want to have a look at some infographics, which piggybacks on what we were just talking about on listicles. So infographics deliver nice messages with a winning combination of the visual plus the actual facts of what's doing. The visual appeal with the data, gold mine, easily shareable. Pinterest is the golden one. Pinterest is amazing at driving traffic. You use Pinterest in the same way you would use the blog post, drive the traffic back. So you've got the nice infographic on the front end. Infographic leads to the blog post, equals the traffic, equals another source of traffic to your website. People, we see where we're going here. Final piece for our categories is company updates. You're having a continuous conversation with people. You're going to share news about your service enhancements, staff additions, any changes to your practices approach. It's a means to maintain a continuous conversation with your audience. And if you're also emailing and you have news to share, you link back to your blog post, link back to your blog post. This is really coming full circle. Even when I was just doing my outline for today, I'm feeling the full circle approach here. So we are in a good spot. And now that we've run through our content categories, you can kind of see how each type of content speaks to a different facet of your audience's interest, their curiosity, their needs, and we're weaving stories, 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 stories are everywhere. The blog will become your digital clinic that's open 24-7 where visitors can discover a wealth of information, guidance, know what transformation they can experience. I know we've covered off a lot today, and it's funny, when I started this podcast, I'm like 10 to 15 minutes each episode will be, and I keep deep diving into information this episode, and I just talk. If you ever talk to me in real life, it's even worse, but however, let's talk about some key blog posts you should have. This can be your blog post starter kit, or how you're going to take your blog post to the next level. First off, blog posts. What is the cost of Botox in X, Y, C, town, city, state? You want to talk about the cost of Botox? What, what affects the cost? And bonus points here. Talking about the cost of any service. Like, yes, we're saying, okay, let's create a post about the cost of Botox. But create blog post about the cost of everything. The cost of everything you can think of. Always a winner. People are always searching for the answer. Next blog post. Do I need Botox or filler? What's the difference between Botox and filler? Clearly we know the difference between Botox and fillers. People do not though. People think it's the same thing. What do they, where do you place it? All that kind of stuff. So you can do a comparison or a this versus this situation when it comes to Botox and filler. Next blog post, lip filler migrations, signs of lip filler migrations, and if you need to get your filler dissolved. So that can be broken down into two. Post. So it can be a post about badly, badly placed filler for lips. It can be badly placed filler for face, but a separate blog post talking about do I need to dissolve my filler? Most people asking the question, the answer is yes. Do I need to dissolve my filler? What are signs of badly placed filler in the face? What well, are the time frames like? How long can the filler last in the face? Most people think, okay, well, best practice is six to 12 months, but yet yeah, we have facial plastic surgeons pulling out filler. That is really old in people's faces. So talk about all those things. Next, you want to talk about this versus this. So two common treatments like BBL versus IPL. That is a standard post that people want to know the difference between. And I've saved the best for last. When I talked about earlier, when we say the best of, so the best injector in here or the best surgeon in this place, create a top five, top 10. Best of injectors, the best med spas, the best plastic surgeons in your town. Now they need to be the best. Like it's not that they are not good and that like you're going to be the top of the list. You don't include yourself on the list. That's the other secret to hear. So if you're doing the top five med spas, guess whose website they're on? And if you search for med spas, you'll generally find real cell on there. Uh, other kind of third party websites that are talking about the top med spas. It very rarely is an actual practice that, that dominate the few outside of the sponsored listings. So by you doing a top of, or best of, or any kind of list yourself, and this will piggyback into our listicles here, that we're doing the best medical spa in Utah or wherever it happens to be. You don't need to know them personally. You can go by reviews and start all that. And then you're putting yourself into consideration on there, but you're not like the top spot. You don't do yourself into the top spot on these lists. Then you're taking away the whole piece of how can you be impartial with it? But who's, whose website are they on? Get them on your email list. Get them to learn more. So at the end of the blog post, this is where both circle, we have our call to action in there. So they are on your site. Don't underestimate this. A lot of people do not do it. I share with you guys so many opportunities that so many people do not. And if you're just sleeping on it and you're just listening to the podcast and not taking action, well, that's odd. you, I suppose. I can't do much to help you out on that front, but they're the blog posts that I want you to start out with. But in order to never run out of what to say, I would recommend you downloading, listening, grabbing the book. It's Marcus Sheridan. They ask you answer, and if you listen to his um, book, like I'm an audio listener, I do not read, but I've listened to his book so many times, like going back as far as what 2014, probably first time I listened to it, I can't remember. But either way, I'll link to it in the show notes, and you will become your own marketing person. You will decide, okay, this is the content that I need to create, and you'll get the insight. Listen to that book within a weekend, a week, if you're listening to it throughout. Absolute golden to be able to help yourself get the right content out there. And yes, I know I've thrown a lot in here. And here's my last couple of tips to help you do this really well, which is, okay, you may not be a writer. I'm absolutely not a writer. I'm sitting here at the blog. I'm sitting here as a blog. I'm sitting here recording the podcast. But what I will do after the podcast is I'll take my audio, I'll throw it into one of my AI tools and it will generate a blog post for me. I'm getting across my uniqueness, how I do things into a blog post. If you do a recording or you're doing an interview, somebody can always ask you these questions. That's what I do with clients. I will ask them the question and then I can create the blog post out of it. But you do not need to sit down and write. Get that out of your mind. And then worst comes to worst, go to Upwork. Go somewhere else where you can hire somebody to actually write blog posts for you. But I recommend that you go and get interviewed because it's you who's different. And if you do hire a blog post writer, the chances are they're going to take everything else. And it's the same when it comes to getting people to write for your website. They're going to just take the standard quo. They're not going to talk about why you're so special, why you have an important aspect, how you have a certain method to do things. You want to get across who you are and why you're different. And hiring out for those pieces, even though like they're super qualified, they're not going to do it. So unless you're working with somebody who's going to interview and abstract the information from you, it's not worth doing. But if you have certain questions that you need to answer, record yourself, pop it in a blog post, use an AI tool, ask it for an outline. Hey, I want to talk about lift filler migration. Give me some key points that people want to talk about. Or go to my favorite answer thepublic.com. You get a couple of researches a day. Ask the ask them what people are searching for and create your content around it. Throw it into an AI tool like Jasper ChatGPT. Ask it to make a blog post for you. It's really good. And what I do is I use the script to record the podcast. It transcribes it as I'm talking. And then once it's done within the script itself, I can ask the AI to go ahead and create a blog post based on this. I could ask it to create a show notes. So all of the content that I have in here, even the shorts, anyway, everything comes from AI, but it's all based on me. It's not based on me asking AI, hey, go create a blog post on why medical, spas, plastic, surgeons, skincare clinics should go and blog. Because what are we going to get from that? You're not going to get the real life aspect. You're just going to get what's already out there put into a nice post which is not going to rank because going to be gentle information. Whew, there you have it, my friend. Blogging, blogging, blogging. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's drive the content. Let's get the leads. And be the go-to expert because you're educating them. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Medical Spa Marketing Show. My goal is to empower and inspire you to take your medical aesthetic practice to the next level. Don't forget that success requires dedication and hard work. But with the right mindset and strategy, anything is possible. So go out there and make it happen, friend. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode, so you can gain more valuable insights and tips on how to market your medical aesthetic practice. In the meantime, you can follow us over on Instagram at Vibrant Marketing Online. Talk to you soon.